1: This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts, dynastyleaguefootball.com, in case you don't like the acronym. Uh, welcome back. This is part three of our conversation with Zach Reed from the Dynasty Dummies podcast and Jacob Rickroad, formerly of Rotaviz. Uh In this episode, section, episode of a series of episodes, I don't know. In this podcast, me, Jacob, and Zach are going to talk about um, running back trends, what we look at, what we don't, what we think is valuable and um, what is the state of our current running back situation in fantasy football and who we're targeting um, and what we see coming in the near future. And we also talk about Green Bay and who we think might or might not be a value for the 2022 season and why. Um, hope you're enjoying it. This is probably the second to last part of this conversation I'm gonna drop. Um, again, let me know what you think at Howdy on Twitter. Zach is at TassetAssassin13 on Twitter, and Jacob is ClutchFantasy on Twitter. If you want to talk to any of us, that's where you'll find us the easiest. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much, and see you in a second when I'm talking to
0: Zach and Jacob. Do
2: you have the time to
0: listen to me grind? Take down the film watchers and nerds, all at once. I am one of those skeptical of status quo, lazy and to
3: the bone, no doubt about it.
1: Sometimes I grind my
3: exhale sheets,
0: sometimes pour cold water on heat.
3: when the math's not adding up, you said I'm checking it
2: out, I'm
0: and then you'll have good running backs both both reception wise and the number of carries when you hit 2013 2011 2012 the the number of carries of running backs really declined i think the the usage in in carries like you don't see the 400 carries anymore you're seeing 330 340 I know Derrick Henry had 300 and whatever it was 70 or 80 a couple years ago but That's for the for the yeah for the most part you're seeing the carries down but you're still seeing these the the really discernible peaks and valleys and I think we're still in that peak of that Zeke coming in in 2016 the McCaffrey class in 2017 and the Barkley class I don't think there's been anybody that unseats them. And we've been talking about it for the past few years uh, since 2019 about the the saturation of running backs in, in the NFL. Well, the saturation means there are some really good running backs and it was a a set of like three classes in a row. And even if you want to talk Gurley and Gordon and I mean, they were okay, but there was a, there was, 2016 was the 2017 with McCaffrey and and that grew. And then 2018 with Barkley, man, there are some horses there. That's the thing, though.
1: Like the Cam Akers Clacks that's, and the DeAndre Swift and the Jonathan Taylor, that's where I was with them, especially after their first year. I was like, you got to remember these are second-year running backs between the likely best class of, of the last era and the one to come. Like these are good running backs, but Jonathan Taylor had a great – season last year he's a great running back but if you measure him against the running backs was actually ideal idolizing him too he's like mediocre to bad like that was not great he only had not great
0: that's it that's the one jacob it's the receptions
3: he he only had 40 and then we were used to barkley and mccaffrey mccaffrey with 107
0: and 116 back-to-back years yeah
3: right right so that 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 was the thing and i just to agree with everything you said like 2016 was zeke and henry 2017 was like fournette mccaffrey Aaron jones who else is that james Connors in that class uh, Kamara, hunt and kamara, uh, kamara. yeah just yeah. loaded right um and then but we had that huge lull from like 2012 to 2015 which was just dog crap like lamar miller and, and alfred morris were like two of the best running backs that that block you know and then we had the tease of Gurley and Le'Veon Bell that just didn't <laughs> make it past 26, which was the tease, right? And Doug Martin and Zach or um the, the guy in um help me out. Eddie Lacy. Eddie yeah, Lacy. Yeah. Those guys were like flashing the pants, right? You know, Trent Richardson was like the ultimate tease, like everybody was on him and he was gone. So we we went through that lull, and then now we got this 2017 class, the 2018, 2019. It's it's coming back, and the, I think the league is desperate for these kind of players. That's why Mark Ingram is still in the league. That's why yeah. Frank Gore and and Adrian Peterson were still playing like a year ago. Like, come on! Like, it's they- so dis-
1: it's so distinct when you look at more than a ten year or a three year sample size that it's about the. It's about the draft class where running back production gets explained, not the year or how far a player's career is going or that Jonathan Taylor is about to take off like Christian McCaffrey. He's not. We expect players to develop into roles when really they're expected to be that the minute they get to the NFL. Yeah. And if they're not, they're not. That's, you've pretty much seen it. Um, but once you dig back, like I said, into a 20-year sample size, it's really remarkable how the the top 12 is basically defined by one, maybe a couple of years Drafted very close together. And then you have just good running backs between. Because you're going to have good running backs in a class or two here or there. But they don't become part of that that era's main producers. And I think it's partly because of the way running back production and volume can be so controlled by a team. I'm not sure. And this is something I was talking about, Zach, with before you got here, Jacob. Um, I'm not sure how much of it is those are the most talented players. And how much of it is the NFL just picks up the running backs it wants. And then uses them for the next 10 years. And they find other good running backs between, sure. But they're always going to default to their guys. And it's a Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley class right now. And Jonathan Taylor and maybe Swift, maybe Akers are, and Dobbins are interesting pickups along the way. But we've got three more years before they get close to the end of those, that, those period of running back careers. It's actually striking when you look at it that way, how similar running back and wide receiver is, by the way. I've really been looking for that in career history because I know running back is meant to have shorter, less productive careers in the second half. But honestly, in terms of draft class, the career arc is similar. it have got an eight year career arc. If if they're elite, right? Yeah. If yeah. they're true. Yeah, we're talking about the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. It and... a lot more messy, but.
3: We we've seen we've seen running backs that like took a few years off and then came back. You know the the one example I love is D'Angelo Williams. He put up a three hundred and six yeah. point season in his third year and doesn't do squat because he was playing in that Carolina offense with the um, what's his name? Who's the head coach of Washington? Stewart. It is, oh, it Rivera. was the, Rivera. Rivera Rivera, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it they is. never threw to D'Angelo Williams. He was such a good pass catcher, and then but he it's, goes to They had Pittsburgh. that other
1: guy. I remember this because it was such a it was such a mind like I didn't know what was going on because I started playing Dynasty around that time when they had that tandem with two great running backs. It was Jonathan Stewart, right?
3: Yep, Jonathan Stewart and and James Williams. Williams.
1: And to me, they were just this tandem backfield of below average. uh, That's all I knew of them. And then Williams separated off and became this top. I was like, "What's going on?" At 32
3: 32 years old, I'm like, "What did he get more talented?" No. no, you
1: but just after win? that, I was like, "What's going on?" And so the Dynasty Podcast started going back to their rookie evaluations and explaining how both were top-level prospects that just got stuck together for some
3: reason. I was like, "Wow, that's weird." And anyway, well, sorry. Derek. And they didn't throw <laughs> running backs, you know, for years. They didn't they throw. Didn't, and like, yeah. I actually, when McCaffrey went to Carolina, I was pissed because my like, Cam's going to steal touchdowns. He's not going to dump it off to him, you know. And obviously <laughs> that that didn't happen. Cam Cam did dump it off to him, but. I was mad because we I watched so many years of D'Angelo Williams and Stewart in that Ron Rivera where they just didn't use them. Right. And then one of my other favorite examples is Ricky Williams was like five years in between top 12 seasons um, or six, five or six. Remember he retired and then he yeah. came back and it was like same thing, like 31, 32 years old. He put up 252 points. It was awesome. So I don't know. I, to me, there's value in dynasty. With some of these aging guys where people leave them for dead. I'll never forget, I think it was 2016. I drafted DeMarco Murray like in the ninth round of a startup. And that was the year he she was sharing with uh, Henry when Henry first got drafted and he just crushed. You know, yeah. He had like 1,300 yards, something ridiculous. And people had just written him off, right? Because he was 28 years old and he's coming off a bad year in Philadelphia. Yeah. You yeah. can have, guys can have off seasons and still come back. I think that's the hardest beat. Cool. It,
1: it's hard to
3: figure out.
1: There's an interesting line for me to ask you about and to learn because you train to play that every year, right? It's always the aging veterans that are underrated and you go for them. Whereas I'm much more susceptible to where the season in front of me is going to be. Like this year, I expect that's where the best values are gonna be because they're all underrated and the likely breakouts are, you know, pretty well valued whereas last year I was was kind of looking for those year three breakouts, not the aging vets. So do you ever adjust to where you think the season's going or where you think player trends are going or something like that? Or is it just always the aging vets for you?
3: No, I mean, I I definitely take shots, you know, because we have to, right? So I'm drafting rookies in these underdog drafts. I just try not to go overboard, you know, and try to get a nice balance. Um, But – Man, there's nothing sweeter when those old elite players show up again. You know, it's it's awesome. Like like with Larry Fitzgerald I mentioned earlier, um, and I, I think Matt Ryan's gonna have a pretty solid year this year. You know, that's a guy that people have left for dead. I think in Superflex he could be decent. What so we'll, we'll yeah. see. But it just I feel like that's the Achilles heel, is especially on Twitter people are so into sexy, right? And Who's the next? Who's the next Gabe Davis? Right? Who's? I can't even say that because he (laughs) hasn't. You know what I mean? Who's the next Debo? Is
1: probably sexy. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I see Ezekiel Elliott going like running back seventeen, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kick the tires because he's the kind of profile that could bounce back in year six. I mean, how many top twelve years has he had? Five straight? Four? Something like that, ridiculous, right? So, have you
1: guys ever? I'm interested in that. Like, you guys ever adjust because you only, I don't know about your dynasty life, but I only have like so much value on a team, and I find it difficult to get all the players that I want because the players in my league won't trade them or they won't trade them for the players that I have, and I really have picks left. And <laughs> um, so, what I started doing is trying to attack areas of value that I think are particularly interesting for a career year. Like, right now, I'm looking at my, dy- I can't see. I don't think my teams are in a great chance to really attack this year, which is actually a good year for it, but apart from maybe one or two. And I keep thinking, but I hate doing it. This is like not wanting to get players you don't like, but there's a reason to do it. Um, Like I think running backs, like 2022, you should go after running back. Like this year, we should see a bounce back at running backs. Value will jump up immediately because running backs will be back. And right now we're coming off some much good young wide receiver production. It feels like the running backs are all a little bit more valuable or less valuable. And so if you're trying to win in 2022 and you've only got so much value and you're not particularly good at trades, I think throwing at running back is probably like I love the veteran wide receivers. But if you're throwing all your value trying to get, I don't know that's the winning edge this year. Yeah, this
0: this is a really interesting year to play dynasty in established leagues, because Mm -hmm. I'm noticing that there are more people trying to tank than normal. Because because you've got 2023, yeah, Yeah, and and I I fully I get that, but because there are more people trying to tank, it means that more people are selling at value. Those running backs, the the Zeke, the Fournette, that even Derrick Henry, so so you're able to compete and compete hard in 2022 for less than what you would normally uh, pay to to compete. And so, like I my home league, I started off. I thought I was I thought I was selling. I thought I was selling out because I finished uh, near the back of of the league last year, but I had some injuries. I had traded. Uh, I traded Zeke in season to get Derrick Henry in a 23 first because the guy Derrick Henry was such great value, right? Yeah. There. So, so I, you know. I traded him because Henry was injured and, and the, the guy I traded him to was competing. Well, I got to the draft and I was like, all right, I want to trade my running backs. I had Barkley and I had Henry. I'm like, I, I want to trade my running backs. I traded Nick Chubb for a first and I got to the draft and nobody wanted to trade for my running backs, but I could go. Trade with the guy who who I traded Zeke to, and get Zeke back for less than what I paid for Zeke. I can what? go, yeah, and I can go and get Fournette <laughs> for next to nothing because there was another team that wasn't competing. So now all of a sudden, I thought I was tanking, but but my running back core is now Barkley, Zeke, Derrick Henry, and Fournette. I'm not tanking anymore. Like, all right. I, like here we go, full steam ahead.
1: And I realize I took it slightly off the points that you were interested in, talk, and kind enough to come by and talk, but I don't think – it kind of not. It's like you were saying, this year, the 2017 running backs, Barkley, CMC, Derek Henry I think belongs in that conversation, Zeke. Yeah. Like it feels like a bad year to go throw your value at running backs, but I think it might be a good – Brees Hall, like the idea of targeting the best running back in a rookie class and a down running back sounds like a bad idea, but – I think he's gonna be one of those in-between running backs who's gonna do well, even on the Jets. Yeah, I so think he's good. I think it fits. <laughs> like the fact that running backs right now are a little undervalued and that the 2017 Glass is probably not dead. And Zeke is being he's a dead zone running back now, right?
3: Yes. Um, speaking of dead zone. one. <laughs> G- Gibson is a dead zone running back. He's just like running back 23, 24, right. I, like I'd I, much rather him than like Cam Akers or Swift. Like it's the same thing, right? I, I mean, I know, but it's Ron Rivera, so they're not oh, him. They're <laughs> throwing him. They're throwing it. But that's the. But now he's become a value. I feel like, and then the other one that I, I this is hard to admit, but I'm I'm on Clyde Edwards. I he's yeah. so cheap. Yes, and, <laughs> and and he had he had a gallbladder surgery or issue last year he lost like 40 pounds did yeah. you read about that yeah he was legit no. off he <laughs> lost 40 pounds he was like 160 pounds he was like there's, there's... Clyde Edwards
1: Hilaire and Miles Sanders both being drafted outside the top 24 blows my mind it's like how
3: <laughs> I mean they're the t- I mean in these drafts, drafts <laughs> I, can't, I can't help myself every time I see Clyde because I'm like This could be the year he has sixty receptions, right? Like this is the Andy (laughs) Reid. It's not going to be Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones can't catch to save his ass,
1: right? Um, Normally, this is that's the kind of idea I'd make fun of, but it's so adjusted for it's like if it like it's fine, (laughs) like if he just does what he's been doing, it's
3: fine. I got him for another second. in one of my drafts, and I was like, oh, I'll take it. It's worth the yeah. roll of the dice, right? I did the same thing. So, and, and it's like, why not? You said "You said, who is the other guy
0: you said Dylan, but Aaron Jones is like,
3: Aaron
1: Jones is I'm a guy. I'm waiting for people to bail on, on Aaron Jones. And
3: he's still going to be the running I, back one there. He's going to have like run. so many receptions. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen the splits without Adams, it's nuts.
1: Well, and, and I've been mean, waiting for everyone to remember that he's smaller than AJ Dillon it, and that he's old. And like I've sent out the second round picks for Aaron Jones, and I'm not getting them. He's <laughs>
3: top ten on Underdog. You're not sneaking anything past yeah, anybody there. Not sneaking. Nope. If you, if you look
0: at even if you look at the red zone targets last year in in Green Bay, obviously it was Devontae Adams was was way up, and and then. It was Randall Cobb and then it was Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Like, th- this is I this think
3: is he's what- the answer to who is the receiver in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I-, <laughs> I, think- <laughs> might be. I-, I was looking at um, Mike-, Mike Clay's projection for-, for-, for Green Bay. He still yeah. has Aaron Rodgers throwing for 35 touchdowns, but there's like it's all spread <laughs> around. Like, if you look 100. at it, like, they're all like I- 700 not- 600 yards a piece. So Lazard. Uh, Christian, what's his last name? Williams, the Watson. the new Watson, Christian Watson. It's like all spread out across Sammy Watson. It's, it's going to be t- Tunyon with like fourteen touchdowns this year. He's going
1: to have like four
0: hundred yards, thirty eight catches, and and twelve touchdowns.
1: <laughs> I think I'd rather bet on Aaron Rodgers having his first top twelve instead of top five season than any of those wide receivers getting inside the top twenty four. Like I, I know that I'm going to disagree with me there. But.
3: I, might be I, I think
1: it'll spread. I, I think that's more likely than any of those guys co-opting enough volume for, uh, to do it. But Ro- I mean, Romeo it's Aaron for life. <laughs> and the, none of them are being overdrafted, so it's fine. <laughs> to be fair, but um, like if I was forced, but I'm not being forced to do by ADP, so I'm just going to back out of this take real slow.
3: All right, so <laughs> I, we need a Lazard take, Peter, because he's undrafted. I, I, He's what, tw- 26, 27 years old? He hasn't, Damn. quote unquote, I've been told he can't earn targets. He hasn't earned targets. That, that's why he's no good. But, but Gabe Davis has. So. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where are you on Lazard? He's like 44, 45 ish. I,
1: I, I, I saw that tweet of yours too, and I really wanted Lazard to pop up in and Common and Breakout Store to look like Jordy Nelson or something. And he just. It feels like MVS, like he should have done it the last two years if he could do it. Like there was not a lot of reason not to do it, and he hasn't. So I kind of don't think – that's why I'm on kind of Rodgers. I'd rather think Rodgers just just a little bit less, and the offense is spread a little bit more. Um, And Aaron Jones is the better target in Green Bay right now. Maybe Dylan because, you know, He's in the right career year. He's in the he's in the same place Clyde Edwards Hilaire is in terms of breakouts, actually.
3: Yeah, and but I that's
1: can... my Lazard take. I want it to happen, and right now he's drafted so low, it's fine. But I've honestly, I was looking at it the other day. I got more Romeo dubs in underdog than I've got Alan Lazard because Alan Lazard in baseball, people are aware of the upside, and they just take him before it gets to me.
3: Yeah, so he's, I like I said, 45 that. range. I don't know what to do with him, but I'm picking him up here and there. I got him, like, in the fourth round of a rookie draft. I'm like, hey, why not, you know, yeah, like fourth right? round of a rookie draft. Um, so we'll see. But let's talk about Justin Fields. So all right. this is all you too, Peter, with your wide receivers matter to quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> right. He has <laughs> Mooney. Okay, Mooney's fine. Yeah. He's he's fine, right? He's, he's not he an can... alpha. But <laughs> I think he I think I think he could.
1: The hope for him is he like um, Deontay Johnson's his way into the top twelve. Like I really think that's possible for Mooney.
3: I think
2: so. But too. it's
1: yeah, it's rough. But
3: pass Mooney, <laughs> you got Byron Pringle. Okay, no. <laughs> absolutely not. Like you no, are like Cole commit. Equinamia St. Brown could do nothing no. with Rodgers, Right, like he yeah. had not even two hundred yards. Okay, and then then they have Dante Pettis. That's yeah. their starting lineup, right? And,
1: <laughs> They're really not I mean, trying. Tell me are I'm they?
3: crazy here, but like that—that that is horrible, right? Like how many bad. receivers got better after they left Rodgers and Mahomes too? You know, so it's not like Pringles going to suddenly show up. And he's 29. He's not young. He's 29. <laughs> he's and he's old. younger
0: than Vilas Jones.
3: But, <laughs> okay, let's okay, let's talk about him too. Six years he was in college. He was in college for six years. I'm I not even think a big breakout guy, but come on, six years? I just think, think of all the learning.
0: The, the Tommy boy.
3: A lot of people <laughs> go to school for six years. Yeah, they're called <laughs> <What>? doctors. <laughs> and I think Fields is an incredible athlete, but you got a guy who the knock on him coming in was he held on to the ball too long. And what happened to him last year? He got crushed. He had nine sacks in one game. Okay, they really didn't help him out. They got a bunch of scrub receivers. It's not like they're going to get open so he can get the ball out quick. Like how bad he's going to have to run for 800, 900 yards to really live up to his value because I just don't see the touchdowns there. I think he could average like less than 200 yards a game um, because it's just going to be so bad. So I'm on your side with the whole wide receivers do matter. When it comes to that, like Justin Fields' pass catchers look god awful, and if Mooney goes down, they're screwed. And to me, like just looking from the outside, it looks like they set him up to fail this year so they can bail on him. Like honestly,
1: yeah. I don't have a lot of strong quarterback takes, but I don't see how the Bears aren't just writing off Justin Fields, rightly or wrongly. Because I honestly thought he looked like a good profile as so far as I could tell. And he he doesn't deserve to be. Nothing he's done has proven he's not good. But the Bears just seem immediate. like they've done nothing. <laughs>
3: like I Jack, yeah, exactly
1: what do you think just
0: yeah, give up? Yeah. I mean, and and I had so I thought well, I thought that entire quarterback class was gonna be pretty good. I mean, you had Lawrence, you had yeah. Fields, who are both you watch them play and you're like, All right, this is this is a pretty good one, too. But then they end up in again. I mean, I don't think Jacksonville has done many favors either i think both of these guys I are in I, but in I look
3: close. at jackson at though i'd rather have marvin jones i'd rather have christian kirk i mean yeah, mooney's better i guess but depth wise laviscus he's no worse than commit <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> but they got but, they got evan ingram who's solid they got travis he gets targets in. so like, <laughs> he, yeah it's still a better offense. Like they, they made moves. At least did they overpay? Yeah, yeah. you know. So, but is Christian Kirk serviceable? I think so. You to know, to me,
0: what, what, you, and and again, I'm I'm not a I'm not an NFL guy. I'm not a I'm not a football guy. But it, if you put me in charge of a team with a young quarterback, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get him a pass catching running back. I'm gonna get him a tight end, and I'm gonna get him a slot receiver who gets open quick. And we're gonna let him grow that way. And and Chicago has done the opposite. I mean, although I mean I, I like Montgomery. Montgomery's gonna be another a top 24 guy again. He'll be fine. You're gonna have to because yeah. you
3: can't throw it to Pringle the whole time. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's gonna be another 50 50-60 catch season for, for Montgomery, but it, it like that's that's what you need to do, and they just they haven't they haven't done that. I think the best thing they could do for Fields is is slide Mooney inside and let him be that quick that quick release and and just pepper him with targets but I don't know if they'll do that because they've here's the thing I don't know I can even go all the way
1: like the Jets have tried the Jets are surrounded that like I love Elijah Moore I think Garrett Wilson's pretty good Brees Hall's the best running back in this draft class like there's talent they've
0: added there I can't bring myself to believe in Zach Wilson. I just I no, but but this will give him the best the best chance to succeed. He's got the best chance to succeed out of any of the quarterbacks in that class. Ugh. In terms of like not not his own talent, but the, the but the
3: surrounding talent. Yeah. I think Mac Jones will be fine. I mean, on paper it doesn't look great, but again, yeah. like I he'd rather have the depth hey, hey, and just he pro- he
0: processes though. That was the thing with Jones. So I, I, I like Mike Jones a lot. I, when I if I, like that's the one I want. <laughs> when I did the, when I did the quarterback evaluations, and everybody everybody dumped on me because I had Mac Jones ahead of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's got arm talent to, to spare. Like you see him make a play, and it and it looks like, uh, you know, he, he'll throw off his back foot for for forty yards like Favre used to, and that's all well and good. But when you watch him play, and you watch you know game after game after game, he doesn't hit his receivers in stride so so his receivers are always coming back for the ball or you know lunging for the ball whereas jones doesn't have a great arm he doesn't have a he's not a great deep ball guy and we saw him in the playoffs uh this past year where he threw a 40-yard touchdown that was intercepted like it was it was like he threw it and you're like yes that he's wide open in the end zone and the the safety came all the way across from the other hash and picked the ball because mac jones just but what Mac Jones does do well is those little, you know, 12-yard slants and he puts the ball right on the receiver and and lets the receiver make a play after and I I much prefer that type of quarterback to the guy who will, you know, make 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 the 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 play that everybody's excited about but then have four plays that are just you know, you're you're pulling your well. I don't pull my hair out, but it, if I had hair, I'd be pulling my hair out. I find I it interesting that that
3: <laughs> The the rumors that Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, yeah, and they they made him take Trey Lance because Shanahan also picked Kirk Cousins, right? right? And and Mac Jones is definitely more Kirk Cousins, yeah. So and the, you know Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of that too, right? I mean he's he's very accurate, sixty seven percent, but yeah. he doesn't have the huge arm, not sexy, right? Just like you said, so I I don't know. I find that very interesting. So let's let's keep going in that division though with Chicago. So Detroit is loaded on paper. They have Swift. They have DJ Chark. Who, Peter, you gotta like him. He hit top twenty four. Don't no. I don't have to like him at all. <laughs> all
2: right. <laughs> hey, you all got right, ARSB,
3: no. who had he, he had ninety catches last year. You got Hawkinson. On paper, they're not that bad. And, and like, if you look at them versus. Versus Chicago, there's like no comparison, right? They're loaded compared to to Chicago. So and and I don't think that Goff is just god awful, right? He's no relatively okay. the team's well set He can be
1: slightly below average, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown can help out a lot. And like I said, yeah. Hawkinson's pretty good. I mean, you know, most but, teams are lucky to get two pretty good what
0: catches. But, but like, you you look at that surrounding think, cast, what do you have? You got pass catching running back. You got a really good yeah. slot receiver and you got a tight end. That like that is the recipe for a, a young and Goff's not young anymore, but a young or a quarterback who struggles. Like that's that's the recipe. I mean, well they drafted the easy-
3: um they drafted the stud receiver James, J- James Yeah, Jameson Williams? Williams. Yep. So I mean, look, he's not gonna be well or healthy this year, but he'll uh, at some point he's gonna show up. That that team looks pretty good, yeah. I think.
0: They they're just waiting to draft a quarterback now. Like that's that's
3: literally what they're doing. They're like put yeah, everything in I'll, place and they're like, yep. I'll keep drafting golf in and basketball and super flex because yep. he'll he'll do it here and there, you know.
0: And he's going to have games, especially if you're playing basketball. He's going to have games where they just like light
1: teams. Yeah, we're yeah. really not expecting much out of Detroit projection wise, rank wise, as well. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, that's probably about all we have time for in this episode. I really appreciate you checking it out. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter, at P.A. Howdy. Uh, Zach, at TacitAssassin13. And Jacob is at ClutchFantasy. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. We really did. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you again in the next one. Thanks very much.
2: Bye. Yeah! Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds, so... Jake on the table and they on the play. though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that in their brains, got different lanes, but I like that, yeah. picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats, nice. picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight, back and forth, there is no order, they disorder more and more, because the players ain't no older, they some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders, They got that eye, eye, like mortar, peak grinding numbers like molars, I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads, chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go, clicking a poll, twitter is gold, player unfolds. So Jake on the table and ape on the play. though. He Enumerates the rumor it's a place they're analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So Jake on the table and Naple on the place though. He Enumerates the rumor it's a place they're analytical.